It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And this week... Can you hear the Mardi Gras music? That's right. Laissez le bon temps rouler, Chris. It's Mardi Gras. Excellent. What, what is Mardi Gras for those... Uh, of our viewers who are from other countries or who may not be familiar with this unique holiday. Well, I can tell you what I know, which is that Lent is a period that begins with Ash Wednesday and during Lent. The Catholic obser- yeah. uh, observance of Lent. If this is your your faith, yes, you would. Leading you would into ab- the Easter season. It is a time of some something of deprivation, right? Yeah, like you're right. not supposed, you're supposed to give things up like instead cookies? of eating cookies. Yeah, yeah. So Mardi Gras is the Tuesday before. It means Fat Tuesday fat in French. Fat Tuesday. En and so you're supposed to eat and drink and party and have a good time and I celebrate in the Fat United Tuesday States. every day. <laughs> every day, not even every Tuesday. <laughs> and the city of New Orleans is uh the the epicenter of Mardi Gras and they have parades and so much fun. So my family likes to get together and make New Orleans food like jambalaya and we also make a cake called a king cake. Oh, tell us about a, that. It is like a ring-shaped cake, and it is uh, kind of a cinnamony flavored. What? what wait a minute. Cake with a wait. sugary glaze. I'm 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 interested in the in the ring-shaped cake. Is it like a bundt cake? The cakes were made circular to portray the circular route used by the kings to get to the Christ Child. Oh, fascinating! Who would have thought? That? But this isn't Cake Lab. This is Cookie Lab. What'd you say, Chris? It must be a, a French thing, right? Yes, it is believed to have originated in France around the 12th century, and they celebrated the coming of the three wise men bearing gifts 12 days after Christmas, calling it the Feast of the Epiphany, 12th night, or King's Day. Okay. Oh, oh. so it's related to the three, the, the three wise men. Yeah. Okay. So in Louisiana, like, you, so you have Christmas, you, and then you have the 12 days, mm-hmm. right? And then in New Orleans, they then party from that day... Like, okay, the kings got there. Then then party up until Mardi Gras. The Mardi Gras is the last day. Oh, March, like in March, right? It's like a whole month. Yeah, I mean, the it's, day it's before Ash February, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we always have this cake, but for Cookie Lab, I thought, well, it's got to be a cookie. And turns out there's no shortage of creative people who have made, made up recipes of king cake cookies. So what I did was choose one of the recipes that has, it's not only a king cake cookie, but it has pecan praline on top, which is another thing I make for for Mardi Gras. That's more like kind of like a candy, oh, cookie or a candy. Pecan. It's like so all sugar. Some people say pecan. Some people say pecans. And and those uh, people are wrong. I just say delicious. Right. So the cookie that I made is it's like a snickerdoodle. Where'd you get the recipe for this? Is this from the New York Times or the Washington no, Post? No, this or? is from a gal called Amy Broussard. Oh, she won a co- she won a contest. Uh, the Cookie Lab King Cookie contest that I didn't know we were having. No, uh, like an actual King Cake King Cake Cookie contest. Oh, fun! Good for her. So, I, so you yeah, used her I recipe. Her. Well, mm-hmm. I'm giving her a shout out already because this is one darn good looking cookie. Yeah, so it's like a snickerdoodle. It gets washing. rolled in cinnamon sugar, and then I rolled it into a spiral shape. 
Mm. Baked it. Then I made pecan praline topping and put it on top after they had cooled. And I can tell you of my baking escapades either before or after we eat it. Or while. I want to my eat the cookie. My mouth's probably going to be pretty full. I you want to eat the cookie? cookie. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. It is a thin cookie. It is somewhat crispy. Whoa. It is somewhat crispy. Did you drop your cookie? Mmm. Mmm. Oh. Oh, Jill. I mean, this is. It's like Mardi Gras in your hand, right? It's in so my much, mouth. It's excess, my mouth is it's, going it's, through Mardi yeah. Gras. Oh my god. Mmm. I never want those wise men to make it to the stable uh, <laughs> because I want to just continue eating this cookie. Mmm. <laughs> it tastes so different. Than any I gotta cookie. say, it's too much. It's too much. Really? But the pecan. Okay, here's what I was going to tell you about the there process. no cookie that's too much. These things came out of the oven like as big as my face, okay? I thought I was supposed to make a golf ball, right? I was supposed to make a golf ball-sized ball, then make that into a snake, then roll that up. In the picture on Amy Broussard's website, these look like they could be my almond spritz teeny cookies that came out of the cookie gun. I mean, they, oh, look, yeah. like, they look tiny. Does she give but you the, any... Mine, does she give you any... Um, Anything to judge their size? Well, I was supposed to make a golf ball size ball. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel that You play with the big the, the picture You play with the big golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was so surprised when I moved from New Jersey to Massachusetts because the golf balls were so much smaller. <laughs> hey, wait, let me let me ask you a question. How many pecans or pecans does she have on her cookie? Because that will give you an idea of how big it should be. Right. So it looks like she has two pecans on her cookie, which if you look at your cookie, if you had your two pecans in the middle, but then the cookie is like spread out for miles. Whereas on her two pecan cookie, the cookie itself like doesn't extend beyond the area of what would be taken up by like two pecan halves. Oh, the two pecan halves are just that's the whole cookie. It doesn't, yeah, that's the okay. size of the whole cookie. So, okay, so I, I don't you know made what your happened. Cookie, you made your cookies larger. You made it. They you, just you started, they spread like wildfire. They started out. You start, they had just stayed in place, but this the spread was significant. Okay. But perhaps you just started with a golf ball that was actually the size of a like a lacrosse ball, <laughs> uh, slightly smaller than a lacrosse ball. <laughs> uh, and I've got. I got five pecans on my cookie. You did? Yeah. You got five? <laughs> All right. Well, this, this it's too much. I, I Hats off to Amy. It is a magnificent item that well represents its holiday, but it is like probably 8,000 calories. And Well, it is crisp on the outside. It is chewy on the uh, inside. You can eat small parts particles of it. And then it's got this super, super sweet, Praline. Right, that's the top. And then sprinkled with colored sugar. Oh, yes. I was supposed to use colored sh- sugar, Does that represent- which I had on hand from my pr- prior king cake baking. The colors are purple, green, and gold. But I feel that my sugars were too pale. That okay. I think you'd need a really bold... Because when, when I look at this cookie, it just looks like sugar. I can't even see Yeah, it didn't really show colors. up in, in the photo for today's... So I would get, like, deeply colored 
sugar crystals if you were going to try to go for that. Okay. But it, it represents the the green, gold, and, and, and purple of the beads that you get in Mardi Gras. Those are the Mardi Gras colors. Yeah, yeah, they probably have significance. I don't know what they are. Well, it doesn't matter because my mouth is still just celebrating the festival. Your mouth is like drunk right flavors. now. Flavors, yeah. It is whipping out words like beads from a float. And one of the words is cream of tartar. Here, let's go back hmm. to the science, the cookie laboratory. You mentioned cream of tartar in a previous episode, and I did use cream of tartar in this recipe, and I always wonder. What is that? It doesn't have anything to do with tartar sauce, does it? It doesn't I, taste like that. That's what I and, thought. And also, there's nothing cream about it. It's this silky fine white powder. So that is the weirdest named spice in my spice cabinet. Please explain. And the only cookie that I'd ever used it in before was snickerdoodles. And I'm not a fan of snickerdoodles because they are puffy. And I don't usually like a puffy cookie, a, a cakey cookie. I hear cookie. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I like my cookies chewy. I thought cream of tartar was in there for flavor, but it turns out that it is in there as an acid. So cream of tartar is potassium hydrogen tartrate, but it's a lot more fun. So it's just like a silly, silly nickname. Like when we call Taylor Swift Tay-Tay, <laughs> this is like tartar. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it's like, more. Like, hey, CW, let's no. go get some tartar. No, it's more... And listen to Tay-Tay. It's more like Patagonia Toothfish in the 90s was rebranded as Chilean Sea Bass. Right, right, Because right. nobody wanted to eat Patagonia Toothfish. <clears throat> right? There's also a fish that was always called Dolphin Fish, but nobody wanted to eat that. So now it's Mahi Mahi. Mahi Mahi. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to eat dolphins. That would be too sad. Right. So this is actually called potassium hydrogen tartrate, which is basically a, uh, a partially neutralized uh, tar- tar- tartaric acid. <laughs> Man, I feel sorry for anyone else who has to learn science any other way besides like... Through cookies? <laughs> eating cookies and yeah. listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it turns out that it is perfect for the generation of carbon dioxide with baking soda. The two are are married together. When the when you heat up the cream of tartar, it melts. It becomes that acid in a liquid form. Baking soda loves loves it. It reacts. It forms carbon dioxide. So, it also limits the extent to which proteins can form chains with each other, and it makes cookies fluffier. I can see that. Like when you describe that, I can see how if those chains form that it would, and you talk about protein and that kind of feeling when you're biting into something, protein, you know. Maybe some people don't find that desirable in a cookie. So it's interesting because this isn't a particularly fluffy cookie. My guess is it's supposed to be a little fluffier. Because you mean because it, there's like, cream of tartar in there. The fact that it's spread, yeah, it's giving it a bit of a crisper overall effect. Uh, it's giving it a, a I might, chewier. I love it. I love it. But I, I might uh, pursue this um, online. I might, you know, comment. Hey, has, did anyone, you know, on the on Ms. Broussard's recipe? I'd love to hear. 
Yeah, how she describes it. Or maybe people can write into us and say, if you've ever made king cake cookies, are they supposed to be a cakey cookie or a chewy cookie? Because we've got a delicious chewy cookie here and we're a little confused. I I think it maybe is supposed to be cakey. But I love it nonetheless. And it would be above the 2.5 on my cookie scale. Nice. Cookie rating scale. So, yeah. All right. Well, while we get ready, we have so much coming up in future Cookie Labs. There are lots of holidays coming up, and we've got cookies for all of them. And there are days in between the holidays, and we've got cookies for those. So, until then. Keep your paws off my cookies. Keep your paws off my cookies. And do buy some of our swag at the Cookie Lab store, which is in our show notes. That's right. You should be putting your paws all over those products. Get them for because it's a there's a limited supply. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your cookies. Happy Mardi Gras. Let the good times roll. Laissez le bon temps rouler. It's Cookie Lab.